Midweek Talk Through. My name is Dimitri Ravonis. Travis Hancock, better known to Charlotte sports fans as T-Bone from WFNZ, is going to join me in just a moment. First, though, you know how the Midweek Talk Through starts. We thank the good folks at Graffiti. They are the ones that make Young Gun both episodes each week possible. Uh, and we want you to watch football with them each and every Sunday. They've got 19 TVs. Why would you miss out? Plus three different levels of specials for bourbon pours. There they are on the screen. $10, $9, and $8. Different levels there for you to check out. Plus weekly beer specials as well and weekly prizes. It's a party every Sunday at Graffiti. And plus, if you have someone in your group who's not the world's biggest football fan, no problem. A, they're going to be impressed with the art on the walls. B, they're going to be impressed by the very cool drink selection that is changing all the time. And of course, there are axes to throw. Graffiti has something for everybody on a football Sunday. So if you have not checked them out already, do it now. 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Support them because they support us. It's Graffiti, 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Uh, in addition to both of us being part of the North Carolina sports media scene, uh, T-Bone and I have bonded deeply over our mutual love for the Ooh. Golden Girls. Uh, T-Bone, I want you to know I have all four girls looking over me uh, in Funko Pop form as we record tonight. Yeah, I have some that sit in my car and also wherever I need to go and I need a little lift. Uh, our, our girls are, are certainly with us, right? Uh, dare I say that uh, we've been down the road and back again with this uh, – Carolina Panther football team this year. Actually, we've only been down the winning road one time. So that's right. We've been, we, we've kind of been down the road and not coming back a whole lot, to be honest with you, right? So the reason I wanted to have you on is because you are pretty outspoken on social media about the way fans are, gosh, I, I guess already losing faith, already ready to be off of the Bryce uh, bandwagon. How frustrating has it been to talk to fans every morning on WFNZ, whether it is you coming back at them on social media, tell me about the the worst of the worst you're seeing with the criticism. Well, it feels like we're in a groundhog day, right? It feels like there's no reprieve. It's not like even as weird as it sounds, a three or four win team would at least have some uh, gaps in the discussions along the way. Ours is the same and same with you and, and what you're doing, the same narrative every week. And it feels like there's a lot of, you know, the Stroud Bryce discussion uh, dominated a lot of our talk in the pre-draft process. And it feels like a lot of people that wanted Stroud are now just anti-Bryce, and they, not, they won't move off of that. They won't give him a chance. Bryce is a great kid. How many rookie quarterbacks have had as much go against him as he truly has? When you talk about the constant play calling changes, two head coaches, uh, offensive line that is – we're not even sure that they're, they're, they know they're allowed to even block uh, most of the time. <laughs> Weapons that are just nothing's worked out but really Adam Thielen and all they've done. But yet people want to put it on him. And, yeah, he's I think he's shook a little bit right now. But the, the fans seem to almost take a weird pride, a weird joy, some of them, and, and their own guys struggling. It wasn't like that with Cam. Cam had detractors, don't get me wrong, and he had some weird detractors yeah. along the way. But it, but 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 it felt like, you know, they it's hard to explain, but it feels like we're just getting to know this guy. You guys are already giving up on him. It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic that I'm sure you and I just don't quite understand. No, for for sure. And I'm glad you brought up Cam because I, I did want to point out that like 
Panthers fans have a history of doing this with their quarterback because even when Jake DeLome was taking the team to a Super Bowl, there were plenty of people that thought this team should be doing better or could do better uh, at quarterback. And I don't know if it is because outside of uh, like a three-season window, uh, I think that some fans sort of were wanted to see Cam sustain that Superman level of play, and he never did. But right. even then... To your point, like you mentioned that it is the Stroud people that have now just become straight up Bryce de uh, detractors. There were people that were married. To you remember this. You were here at that time. There were people married to the idea that uh, that Anderson, Derek Anderson, must be a better quarterback. Oh. They, it, for, forever they were married to that idea. Yes, Cam yes. Why, we why have a do weird... Panthers fans do this to their quarterback so regularly? Look, it's not even just the quarterback. We have a weird dynamic here where – Panther fans are always on the actual good players, like J.C. Horn. And now, look, J.C. Horn's been injured, so that's part of it, yeah. but they, they're on Horn. They're on Burns. And now that's, you know, he's got a lot going on there with his contract, but they're always focused on the, the good players, the actual guys that are foundational pieces or at least on that level. Like, we're always focused on the things that, we really shouldn't focus on it. I'm not same with the Hornets in the middle ball here at times where it's like, Hey, Hey, that's the good player. Uh, that's the guy that's actually the all-star. Can we focus on some of the other stuff? That's, that's a negative. It's just a, it's a weird fan dynamic. The, the Panther fan base is just in a very weird spot. And I think part of it is all we have to do is fight each other right now because yeah. we can't really fight the other fan bases. Like 2015, it was like, we were all, moving in the same direction or any really good year right now all we do is fight each other whether it's social media or us with our listeners and it's all infighting because we can't win any other fights unless we're playing houston in october that's our only fight we can win is houston in october <laughs> that's that's what has been so frustrating at least from from our side of the fence you know looking at the team through the with the lens specifically on Bryce's after that Houston game, it felt like we should have been saying, okay, Dallas and Jacksonville. Other than that, every game here is winnable. And man, like the, the faith is just completely gone at this point. Yeah, it's just, and, and where's the hope? That's the big question because look, in, in 2001, I wasn't here. I wasn't far away. I was four years removed from radio. I was here in 2010, the comparable awful years. But like 20... 2001, Steve Smith was a rookie. They had the defensive core that would go to a Super Bowl, and they ended up getting Julius Peppers not far after that because they had a high draft point. So they could look to the future and say, oh, we're going to get pick one, two, whatever it may be. 2010 was awful because Jerry Richardson basically gave up after the lockout, and then, but that led to Cam and the next great run. With this particular group, it's so bad, and there's no first-round draft choice. It's like, what are we hanging our hat on? Well, we thought it was the offensive line. Yeah. Again, it's been so bad. We thought Icky was a foundational piece. And now we're not even sure where Icky belongs on the offensive line. We looked so long for a left tackle. And now we, I love Icky. But now you go, oh, we've got a left tackle problem too. Oh, we've got a center problem. We thought all these things were alleviated. And I don't know how you can possibly fix all this. It, like it's, it's almost like we're – we're tearing down a teardown. We're not even getting the building yeah. half up anymore. And now we have to figure out so many weapons and offensive line and head guys. It's just, oh God, it's, it's maddening. Have you sometimes we just sometimes sometimes we just make noises now on the air. Ah! 
I mean, what else can you do, right? Have you, uh, no. by any chance, heard Lauren's theory that uh, Icky has some sort of vision issue going on? She <laughs> she is very committed to the idea that he there must be something he has not seen. His field of vision must be limited in some way because of that vice. I compared him to so many things. A maitre d' at one point this year where he was like, uh, hey, welcome. Uh, my quarterback is this way. Uh, marathon supporters that like hand out the water and got – because for, earlier on it was worse where – Minnesota, I think, was an example where they they were just sending blitzes right at Icky, yeah. and he he could not find them until it was like a minute too late. He was like a crime scene investigator that would go to the scene and be like, "All right, so what happened here?" We're like, uh, "Icky, you let that guy uh, hit <laughs> our quarterback, right?" Yeah, he's like he's trying to figure out who did it. It's like, no, that was your man over there. Oh, what a mess! What a complete mess! Uh, right now, as you talk to Panthers fans, if they are laying blame at the feet in terms of leadership. Is there a divide between the amount of blame on Tepper versus the amount of blame on Frank Reich? No, it's, it's, it's full. It's full on, it's full on Tepper right now for so many reasons. And the, the numbers speak for themselves, but he did bring us concerts and he, <laughs> uh, uh, was, is it Kenny Chesney's here in July? So yeah, and he doesn't help. He doesn't help himself at the press conferences when he says stuff like that. Like we're not, we're not watching games in this terrible offense. We're thinking, well, you know, this team is really terrible, but we've got Kenny Chesney here in July. Like, we're not – or April, whenever it is. So, yeah, no, he's he's one of the more despised figures. Because Jerry, despite the behavior and how it went down, Jerry, Jerry Richardson still has supporters. And, you know, somehow – You know what's interesting? It, because he brought I, the team here. He brought the team here, so that's what people lean on. I've been thinking about this uh, this week because, yeah, the the behavior, like it was a gots-to-go situation, right? Like you, you couldn't keep that guy around. However, I do think one of the big juxtapositions is that Jerry Richardson not only brought the team here, he had football experience, right? He was of that world, and he understood and valued yeah. what it meant to be in the NFL and Tepper so nakedly believes that, you know, I mean, I, I make the comparison to Elon Musk running Twitter all the time. Well, he's a billionaire. He must be a genius. And clearly it's a skill set that escapes him, but he just cannot accept that there are things football guys know that he just can't from not being in it day to day for years and years. The funniest thing to me is I think when you count that Charlotte FC hired today with interim coaches in both soccer and football, I think that the next coach of the Panthers will be coach number nine that he's had overall. Yeah. So in, in what, like five or six years? And he yeah. came from Pittsburgh. He came from Pittsburgh. They've had three coaches since like 1792. And somehow you have nine coaches on your sports team in six years. And that's not even counting like the amount of people in that building that that leave or, or yeah. get run out of there. I had a person reach out to me not long ago that worked there that we probably know mutually. And the words were, oh, my God, I'm free. I'm like, wow, that says a lot about what, yeah, okay. Well, you're working for a professional sports team. Now you don't really have a job, and you're happy with that. Yeah. Want to cut into the action real quick to ask you to do us a favor here at OG Media. Go to OGTrianglemedia.com. We've got our brand survey going on right now, and it only goes on through this coming Friday. We are going to shut down uh, the survey on December 15th. We had already over 600 of you have replied. Thank you so much. It's going to help us really paint a vivid picture of who exactly is listening to OG Media 
podcasts and will help us figure out what it is we are going to do new and different and exciting in 2024. We've got some ideas. We just want to make sure they line up with what it is you want. So make your voice heard. Help us help entertain you better. OGTriangleMedia.com to take the survey if you have not done so already. Also, every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., you can watch the big show, the uh, the the OG, the mothership of Young Gun. I guess I shouldn't say the OG, given who our partners are here. But Young Gun, uh, Lauren and I, a version airs each and every Tuesday on Origin Sports TV. You have it on your fast TV services. Zumo, Roku, Samsung TV+, Plus, Amazon Freebie, you name it. Look for Origin Sports TV, and each and every Tuesday night at 7 on Origin Sports, look for Young Gun. I, I think one of the things that is interesting about Dave Tepper, and you mentioned his history with the Pittsburgh Steelers, is uh, if you ever wondered how much minority owners have a say in Pittsburgh, like this should tell you 1,000%. Like the Rudy family tells them to shut the hell up and sit in the back, obviously, right? Well, they there's a story that, because I'm always like, if Mike Tomlin's available, you got to go, you got to go blank check that dude. I don't know yeah. what you got to give up, like, but apparently there's a story that Mike Florio had out a couple of years ago that Tepper was one of 15 minority owners that formed this group that tried to that didn't want Mike Tomlin to be the coach anymore. Uh, who won that battle, by the way? Uh, yeah, that didn't work out. So, um, yeah, also people are, oh, Mike Tomlin would never work for him because he wanted him fired. We've seen how many times in sports where all yeah. of a sudden it's like, oh, those two guys carried back together. I think Mike Tomlin's going to TV, to be honest. I think that's where – He's a highly sought after TV guy. So I'm not saying that's possible, but you know, that would be the guy that would he would he listen to Mike Tomlin? Because he listens to nobody else, David Tepper. So he's got to have someone that he trusts. And that's why even the crazy thought of Greg Olson to me was like, I mean, he, would he at least listen to Greg Olson? Would he at yeah. least trust Greg Olson? Like we got to get someone the dude's gonna listen to in here. So here is my question, because there is someone that we've heard today is likely going to be out of a job at the end of the season. How quick would Dave Tepper run to hire Bill Belichick if he hits the market? Uh, he's, a, he's a flash guy. It would be the biggest story in sports. So whether it makes sense to us or not, right? Um, he, that he would be number one. Now, uh, I'm not saying this out of turn because it was a big, a big deal on our show, a couple weeks ago, I was sitting here randomly like we are now a couple weeks ago, just cooking dinner. And I went down at my phone and it's Phil Sims. Phil Sims is calling me and I'm like, uh, cause I had texted with him earlier about coming on the show. I don't yeah. know why he's calling. And I'm like, uh, hello, uh, Travis Phil Sims. I'm like, Oh, uh, he talked to me for 45 minutes about the Panthers. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening here, but I bring it up because Belichick came up. I asked him about Belichick, knowing him as well as he does from the Giants and yeah. broadcasting. And I said, did you see the news today that your guy Belichick is being linked to the Patriots? And he said, excuse me, linked to the Panthers. He said, what? What? He goes, <laughs> no, Bill, why? No, God, why, Bill, why? And he explained it, though, because the Chargers, for example, are built for the now. They just need a yep. little, bit of, little bit of defense, and they're ready to go. Right now, the Panthers are such a blank slate. What, how long is that going to take for a guy like Belichick? Also, this is kind of what he was alluding to. Not great at the personnel stuff lately. Yeah. What franchise is going to need more of that than this team will? So right. it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for what we know for Belichick here. But is David Tepper going to think that way? I, I think that he's going to at least effort that for sure.
uh, how real is the idea that nobody wants this job? Apparently, Peter King, um, before we started talking, Peter King went off again today about uh, he would tell everyone interested to stay away from this job. So that's one of the foremost media guys in, in, in our lifetime saying that, yeah, I mean, who who's now it, it's an NFL job. So obviously someone's going to want it. But Mabel says hello, my dog, as she's right now in the middle of the <laughs> I was about to ask. Uh, I, apo- I apologize for that. She uh, she needs her airtime as well. Mabel, that's uh, Dimitri. Right there. Uh, sorry about that. No. Um, how far down the list is he going to have to go? Right. Like, like, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, he he may want Ben Johnson from the Lions, but he already said no once. And oh, by the way, what turned it around for Ben Johnson to be like, you know what? That seems like a good idea. You know, that's uh, that's the thing, right? Like, if Ben Johnson says no again, like to me, that's fine. I love Brian Johnson, the the OC in Philadelphia. I think he's a yeah, sharp football yeah. mind. But that's another dude that's going to have options. So, you know, I propose this on the big show this week. Like, there is a part of me deep down that is very worried. As as fun as it is to watch Chris Tabor actively not give a shit about having this job, I do worry yeah. he's going to end up being the head coach full time. Actively calling players. I'm not sure if you guys caught it. Calling players employee in their number. He called Justin <laughs> McCray employee in the post game. He called him employee number 67. And it's like, hey, I kind of like, I kind of respect it. No names needed. Just, uh, but I think that I, I don't. I think he's going to try to do the right thing and try to hire the OCs, whether it's either Johnson or slow it. But we get down that list and, and Belichick's there. It's, it, I, I don't know how deep he's going to have to go on this list. I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, it's, and they can't talk to anybody until January 22nd. Right. So I mean, they really got wait, got that head start out of the way. That's really going to pay off. I mean, unless you wanted Harbaugh that, or someone from college, then you so really I, can't do them. I, I was going to say, I told Lauren this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I did talk to somebody, uh, a, a prominent NFL reporter, and I said, help me, walk me through the advantages of firing Reich right now, unless it was just like, this is an untenable situation. He can't talk yeah. to anybody until, you know, the end of the year. And she said, well, if he wants to get a jump on his coaching search over anybody else, there is somebody who we think he's high on that doesn't have anything to do for a month. And like oh. my heart sank. Like I can't imagine Harbaugh. <laughs> First of all, I, I, I don't want that for my son, Bryce Young. But secondly, like Harbaugh is going to Harbaugh. Here's the good thing. Harbaugh might be intense enough to make Dave Tepper quit. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> I, I'm at the point where here's the thing about Harbaugh, though. He's not going to last long. Yeah, but he leaves everything better than he found it. Like he That's would true. actually like he would actually in two or three years get them. We got to get someone to get this team back to. We're just trying to get back to mediocre. We need to get back to mediocre right. mountain. We're not even near mediocre. And look at the league right now and how jumbled up it is. And look at the South and we can't even get yeah. near it. It's, it's embarrassing. Can we get someone to get us to get us near it? I have a source too that knows Harbaugh with Michigan ties and lives here and he knows. Biff Pogey, the Charlotte coach as well, person was part of phone calls last year between Harbaugh and Biff about wanting the job here. Harbaugh wanted the job here, and mm. Tepper just didn't hire him last year. Like he yeah. was actively campaigning for the job, but we said no. We've got better ideas. Also, <laughs> could you could you imagine like if the Panthers tried to go stealth and talk to people like when they're not supposed to? 
how awful they would be yeah, being oh. undercover. Uh, this is not this is not David Tepper. Like, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, I got to go by. Like, we yeah, would be David, awful at it. Yeah. David Tepper is going to be showing up in Detroit with a bad wig and a fake mustache. With a, with a, yeah, a little French, little French <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Tapar. I am David Tapar. He's got a little little handlebar and be like, no, it's you're fine. A million dollars. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, Although it may not matter for him though. 